watching your one piece. We are! Hello, and welcome back to We Are Watching Dress Rosa. It's almost over. The podcast's almost done. It's true. We finally did it. After <laughs> after five years, we're finally of, done with Dress of Rosa. Of watching one arc. <laughs> That's about how long it took to air, if I had to guess. I'm sure we've. I feel like we've tried to do this math every single episode. 2014 to to 16. Okay, it feels like five years. It's only two. I I cannot imagine watching this as it was airing. Uh, God, no! Are you kidding? E- even more so, like being a, a guy in Japan who loves One Piece and tuning your TV to the channel and sitting through like regular commercial breaks. Yeah, I get and Hulu you get seven breaks, minutes, but... seven minutes of progression <laughs> in a week. Just yeah, I, I truly can't imagine trying to watch this without like being able to bank them up and, and like binge them and stream them, <laughs> or at least like yeah, a couple a week, like you've been doing. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dress Rosa. I'm Joe, by the way. Oh yeah, I'm Jory, the only one. There's only one Jory, and it's them. Uh, we're here back to talk about Dress Rosa. It's not. Technically, the last Dressrosa episode, although it is the final of the fighting. Well, that's, I mean, maybe not even true either. Doflamingo gets his ass handed to him this time. Finally. Long-awaited moment. <laughs> We're talking 729 to 736 this week on the pod. In broad strokes, Luffy says, I'm really tired, but as soon as I'm not tired, I, I get one more punch and he's done. And then you just kind of <laughs> wait for him to wake up. Both us and the rest of the cast are just like, yeah, grab Luffy and run away from Doflamingo. And then in 10 minutes, he'll be he'll be able to beat Doflamingo. And that takes, what, four episodes? Yeah. For that for that 10 minutes to pass. There's also the incredibly heightened stakes of like, I'll make the birdcage go faster. And everybody's pushing on the birdcage and it's like, oh, but it's going to close a minute before Luffy wakes up. Now they're going to happen at the same time. And just, <laughs> it's, it's successive, dare I say it. Y- you know, what I was fully expecting to happen in this chunk is them to be like, oh, fuck, no, we're not going to be able to stop it in time. And then one of those like dandelion things was going to get luffy and he'd have the energy to fight back i'm glad that's not what happened because that'd be bad (laughs) that'd be really bad (laughs) yeah it'd be and that's the thing they do put a character with a magical healing fruit and that is not (laughs) how luffy wakes up yeah they they don't they don't help luffy or make it things harder for luffy actually they kind of like i mean i guess in a way it does because it the people who do get it, but it's no one who like yes. makes it a massive difference, which is good. It's not like oh, pass on they they infinite health now and they're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. What if what if she just joined the crew and <laughs> just hung out in like Luffy's hat, and then he was just OP forever. Well, that's giving that's one uh part way through part five of JoJo. Arky was like, oh fuck, Josuke being able to heal stuff was really handy. So now Golden Experience can also do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that there isn't really a. A moment like that for One Piece. I've basically summarized this whole chunk already. Because <laughs> it really is just a lot of running around waiting for Luffy to recharge his hockey so he can do one big final punch. Um, but there's a lot of little stuff in between before he does that punch. The return yeah. of Gats is the main thing. The announcer of the Coliseum, he becomes like a driving force. Yeah, it's really neat. It is, it is because it's like watching the conclusion of this arc... Or I or at least this climax, it's not the full conclusion yet. But watching this where they really seem to hit home this idea that 
uh, Doflamingo is toppled by this collection of Coliseum fighters, and he as the announcer is there to see it through to the end. That really, I'm like, I wish that is what this arc felt like, because it doesn't. Yeah. It could have. I think it could have, but again, like, I, and we have, I mean, basically every single one of these episodes talked about how maybe two of the Coliseum fighters are integrated, and then Kiros is not once, but in, he's the most important person, maybe, like him and Rebecca. Yeah. I don't know, it's just interesting. It's like, uh, that he just kind of shows up, and it's like, oh yeah, him. And then he delivers this, like, sort of um, emotional denouement. It's, it, he, he refers to as the... the as, they say War of Dressrosa or some shit, which is so funny to imagine. Because it's like, I'm pretty sure in Universe it's been like six hours. Yeah. <laughs> like the birdcage was supposed to close in one hour. And we've been talking about it for how many podcast episodes? Like four, five now? Ugh. Six, maybe? Yeah, this is this is what I don't like attaching like time to things. <laughs> and like, because the, the passage of time is always really nebulous in just media if you're not like clearly showing it. Especially yeah. in like shown any action things. Yes, th- yeah, this is easily the worst One Piece has ever had to juggle it because not <laughs> only is everything going at maybe two times the speed that it actually is, but also every time you're cutting to something, you have to be like, this is probably happening at the same time as every other scene I've cut to this episode. Yeah. So you watch a 24 minute episode of anime and like all the scenes you watched happened, t- I guess, at the same time. <laughs> And they weren't twice as slow as you watched them. That's why you get like a full episode of anime where it's like, it starts with Gat saying, Luffy has seven more minutes. And then the episode ends and it's like, he's got four more minutes. And I do like his, uh, his interaction with Gats though, where he's like, wait, you're, <laughs> you're, you're Lucy from the Coliseum. He's like, well, sort of, I swapped, I swapped with someone who, <laughs> to, to win it for me. He's like, hey, you can't do that. And he, like, looks around for a second. He's like, oh, well, I guess it's probably okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm glad he was able to assess the situation and not just be, like, dumb. Like, hey, you broke the rules. Yeah, it's, it's funny because when, that's when Sabo shows up. And he's like, wait, how does Sabo have the fire fruit power? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he replaced me in the last mission. He's like, that's not allowed. But I guess it all worked out in the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I finally I reached the end of the the English dub. I, I posted about it in the Discord, and apparently some of these episodes that we're covering will be out soon. Like, like I'm pretty sure these episodes will be dubbed before this podcast episode comes out. But uh, I guess we're just I'm just on pace to probably not be able to watch uh, the dub anymore. F in the chat. Also for you, I've been watching subbed. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing, it's just for, just, just, just my problem. It's just because I can pay less attention to it if I can look away every now and then. <laughs> yeah. But if I have to read subs, it's, it's just more of a, oh, I can only do one task. Which is a bullshit excuse, because I normally try to give things my full attention when I watch them, it's just, I've seen this before, and it's fucking paced like ass. Let's get into our, our incredibly detailed recap, as we always do. Uh, <laughs> 729. Gat shows up, and that's it. Uh, Gat Gats asks if there's any way that he can help Luffy. Like he sees Luffy on the ground, it's like you're Lucy, and you 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 won the tournament. You're you're doing all this stuff to fight Doflamingo. Luffy's just like, yeah, just buy me ten minutes, and then I'll hit Doflamingo once, and he'll be dead as shit. <laughs> and Gat says, "Cool, okay. All these other Coliseum fighters are gonna help you." 
and it's just a bunch of randos. The the ones that didn't even make it into, I guess they're important now status from before, which includes like Hyrden, Dantra, and Jal. But uh, Rolling Logan comes back. We all love Rolling Logan, folks. And I I yeah. I know I cheered. The entire movie theater went nuts, and as the camera panned over him, you just got the dun-dun-dun-dun from Marvel movies, and I was like, yeah. fuck yeah, he's finally back. Yeah, people clapped, they shit their pants, it was great. <laughs> For rolling Logan. <laughs> the, the fun thing I, I think about a lot, it's something that comes up with, like, wrestling, and I, I propose it with movies a lot, is, like, every, like, every wrestler is someone out there's favorite wrestler. Every, for the most part, Every movie is someone out there's favorite movie. Rolling Logan is someone out there's favorite character. <laughs> I can't imagine. Like, like I, there's a point at which I want to be like, yeah, of course you're right by raw statistics. But also, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't believe you. No, in this case, I don't think that's possible. I, the the only reason I I will argue this is just this sheer amount of background nothing characters that Tumblr people would just like obsess over make up their all sorts of shit about i i, I feel like that that happens to one piece <laughs> Ugh, but do you all right so who's the who's the bottom tier of that out of dress rosa though because rolling logan gets more screen time and and probably a better moment than like what was the the weapon bandit guy <laughs> yeah him. or like there's a guy that luffy beats up just for the sake of everyone in the like barracks seeing that he's strong <laughs> i'm pretty sure he's only in the one episode didn't make it into the the recap special we watched on patreon <laughs> so i don't know but yeah if your favorite character is rolling logan then uh reach out to us and um <laughs> we'll do a special episode on you yeah just, and <laughs> do you have three hours to talk about why the fuck is your favorite character yeah why are you the way that you are <laughs> But yeah, I don't, I, I think I recognize some other faces on there, but I couldn't, I mean, at least Rolling Logan, I caught his name. Uh, also, Burgess shows up, he's after Luffy, Sabo shows up and kicks him. Sabo's cool, of course, still. Yeah. They have their little talk about, like, Burgess is always like, bruh, ha, 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 Ace is dead. And Sabo's like, bro, I know. <laughs> yeah, dude. Everyone knows. It's been two years. Get over it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Uh, more he's like bragging that like you know Blackbeard took him in a Marine Ferd, and Sabo's like, look, I can't blame Ace for making the decision to fight Blackbeard. <laughs> eh, what am I gonna do? Or or the decision to you know take the hit for for Luffy. I'm assuming is part of it. Sabo's like, I I have no regrets about that i'm just gonna make sure i have no further regrets and that's why he's protecting luffy luffy also just now learns that he ate the fruit he's just kind of like oh hey sabo cool nice yeah. and, it goes, and it goes back to sleep <laughs> and then yeah gats uh they, they go back to running uh, there's a bunch of uh, awakened strings coming in just fucking people up i th guess somebody thought like I, I don't know why i say somebody like it's not oda uh, somebody at the <laughs> One Piece Inc. The yeah. developers of One Piece. Oda must have just really liked this idea of all these giant strings coming up and like impaling people, throwing shit around. I mean, I'm sure the awakening idea is a bigger thing in his head than that. Just, I mean, especially if it was mentioned in Impel Down, and it's such a big idea where it's just like, oh, okay, well, this is going to be involved a lot. I imagine in the last like 
third or so of One Piece. Like, some powers can just be taken to even new levels, and it's separate than hockey. Like, surely that's a thing that you know is going to come back uh, in, a, in a big way, probably. But also, it like, you know, as I said last time, it just feels like, I don't know, is this the best example to introduce it? Is there not enough going on right now? Like, Luffy went Gear 4 two minutes ago, and now you're introducing it. Some Paramecias can awaken. It's just very strange, the whiplash of it all. The the whiplash after whatever, like, a terribly paced arc, and then it's just like, as you're getting hit with, like, these other big things and don't have room to breathe, and then all these other things have too much room to breathe, and you realize that there's nothing going on with them, with the Coliseum fighters. I don't know. It's uh, six of one, half a dozen of the other, but... Anyways, again, I, rewatching this, I was just like, yeah, no, the, the the image of him, of like Doflamingo walking and all these giant strings around him, like a sort of hydra underneath the sidewalk is, it's great. It's just, I don't know. It's just like, okay, I guess that's just a thing he can do now that has to have a name to it. Anyways, that's it. 7.30, the townspeople are struggling to live and Riku, King Riku is just watching him like, damn. Wish I could do anything. <laughs> we check in on the Plateau Coliseum fighters who are regrouping, kind of rounding up their dead. They're knocked down, but then some it, the the magical dandelions you were talking about before, the tears from uh from Manchuri start falling down and healing them. Uh, and Hyreden's the one that gets the attention first in this shot. Um, our big giant man. Well, he's very big. He's a big guy. And there are some shots later where I'm like, how big is he? Because sometimes it just feels, there's an inconsistency where I'm just like, I feel like he should be bigger than. But then I think also I'm just like, wait, I think this Chin Jiao's really big too. There, there's that. It's kind of like Godzilla, how Godzilla's size varies from movie to movie. Mm-hmm. It was just from frame to frame, whatever has to yeah. be visually distinct. It's like, uh, uh, I don't know. I retweeted it a few days ago of like a clip uh, a sequence in the Fast and Furious where the Rock looks fucking huge. That he oh, looks I love tiny that scene. And he yeah. looks big again, or, so, or he looks like small, big, and really small again. Yeah, big and small, and big and small. It's just like Mitski said. But they, <laughs> yeah, they're like standing weirdly next to each other, and the camera shots are just insane. To like, I don't know. It's like comic book shit. It rules. Yeah, that's exactly what Hyrieden is like. When I'm just like, how big are you actually? Because sometimes he's big and sometimes he's small, er, and then sometimes you're just like, I feel like I should see him in this shot, and I don't. You know, I, I do think, even though, for the most part, I would say when they do things like that, it's bad character design, but for the most part, he just looks like a guy, and then when you see him next to people, you see that he's way bigger. And I feel like that's not the case for a lot of the other giants we've seen. Where they, they have, like, other features that make him just look, like, more exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of looks like a guy compared to them, at least from what, how my brain is. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Hyredin's blood type is XF. That's good to know. Great, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Who, who, who provides this information? Where? For whom? The Viva Card One Piece Visual Dictionary, the sixth data book, released September 4th, 2018. Oh, okay. Wait, what year did you say? 2018, this book came out. So, okay. like, two years after Dress Rose wrapped up, he's like, ah, fuck, I gotta let everyone know his blood type. Fuck, I forgot Hyredin. Fit him in. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, we'll we'll see them do some stuff in a little bit. Uh, Zoro 
we see him finally pushing back on the birdcage, and he's covering his swords in hockey, and he's slicing on them. And they're like, uh, the other samurai are with them, Kinemon and the other one, Painting Boy. Oh, and what the, is his name? I, woof. Kanjiro. That's Kanjiro. Kinemon yelled it like a hundred times. You think it would have stuck, but no. After he drew that, like the picture for Usopp, he has not existed. Uh, and I mean, arguably, doesn't can, doesn't exist in this trunk either. But he's standing there, and they're like, "Zoro, can you act? Can you stop it? What makes you think you can stop it?" And Zoro, like, somehow has the most level-headed response to this. I was that like made like made me sit back and be like, "Oh shit, you're right." And he's like, "It's just a guy's attack. It's just a it's just a guy doing a move. Why can't I stop it?" And, and he's like. If you could tell me that you can't, you have time to tell me you can't do it, you gotta help out. Like, what the fuck else are we, what what else could we do? Like, we don't have other options. There's no point in not trying. <laughs> yeah. This is what I was thinking of before. I know in a previous episode I talked a bit about, like, how weird it is that they line it up where all the fights have to end at the same time, but also all be started at the same time, <laughs> which is, is how you get Bellamy bouncing for longer than the Jaya arc takes to uh, watch. <laughs> But just this idea of just like, yeah, I mean, I feel like you could have started the, yeah, once someone finishes their fight, they go push on the birdcage a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like, you know where they are. It's fine. Because uh, it's what a lot of these episodes are reduced to is everyone pushing on the birdcage while you wait for Luffy to wake up. But it was just really interesting on the rewatch being like, yeah, I don't know why they stall out for so long on some of these things, because I know where they all end up doing one thing. Uh, very funny. He's like, yeah, it's just a guy's thing. It's just a guy's move. I'm going to stop it. Frankie and the Tentados are pushing on the factory to accomplish the exact same thing. It's Sea Prism Stone. Talked about in the last time. If I don't mention Frankie again, that's what they're doing the whole time. Honestly, we could skip a lot of this recap by just not mentioning these things again. Because <laughs> they cut back to them like a hundred times. They're still pushing. Uh, Don Quixote. There's some like rando Don Quixote pirates. I think technically the one talking in this scene is the one that Luffy beat up in the alleyway this morning. Oh, fun. <laughs> I recognize his dumb face. Uh, but they they're like not letting townspeople up onto the plateau, and then they get beat up by the Coliseum plateau fighters. They someone makes a remark like, "I don't know why we're suddenly healed." And I think it's Leo who's like, I'll explain later. <laughs> we have to do something else. Very funny to me because once he does explain it, it's like because people are like falling down dead again. And he's like, oh, it had like a three minute timer, you know? It's called, yeah. It has like a funny name that I don't remember. I, maybe I wrote it down later when he explains it, but... Do Dofi. Doflamingo speeds up the cage. He's like, all right, fine, fuck you. And he makes the cage go faster. This makes everyone panic. Sabo and uh, Burgess are still fighting. Burg uh, unsurprisingly, like at, at this point too, this is like I feel like some of these scenes are supposed to reveal that a character has hockey, and I'm like, I just assumed. I don't like. <laughs> of course, Jesus Burgess has hockey. He is the second in command of Blackbeard, the main bad guy of the series. Are you gonna tell me he doesn't have the thing that has been introduced? Yeah. But yeah, they they fight. It looks fine. Um, it's it's interesting too because like this idea of like. Yeah, I guess Sabo and Burgess should fight, but also it's so clearly just lip service. Like, there's no finality to anything that these either of these two characters are going to do here. So it is just kind of like the idea. I think it almost feels like 
well, if they're both here, they should probably talk and fight. And then set. I guess it's just maybe set up for the future that they have a sort of, uh, not rivalry necessarily, but like beef between them. Just Burgess is, is taunting the Ace stuff over his head and came here for Ace's fruit yeah. uh, because he's the right-hand man of the person who has Whitebeard's fruit. I just didn't get a lot out of it here. I'm just like, I get why you're doing it. I'm sure I'll like whatever the payoff is. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people start seeing the tears now. Law, Frankie, P- the Coliseum fighters, and Fujitora, they just, like, see all of it raining down over the, the town, which is, like, really funny to me. Because as you mentioned, like, yeah, Luffy doesn't get one. And I'm like, what if Doflamingo did? Like, how can she aim them? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. It seems like she's just kind of covering the place, and it never lands on the people doing the most work right now. <laughs> yeah, like, what if Doflamingo got one? Which, again, as you said, it would be narratively bullshit. Like, it would suck <laughs> if we had to deal with either, you know, Luffy or Law or, or Doflamingo getting rehealed. Like, it works at the level of, like, Hyruden or whatever. But it's just kind of interesting how they're just like, no, no, she's just covering the place, and it doesn't land on the main bad guy or main good guy. It should land on Usopp, and then Usopp fights Doflamingo. Yeah, it's funny. I wonder if it did land on Usopp, because it, it, he does when he does start feeling better at the end, he says, oh, I just, once Luffy won, I got the, the life came back to me. I think, <laughs> but, like, because he's a liar, I do wonder. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that's really good. He's like, he, he's been fine for a while. He just did not want to deal with any, <laughs> any of it. Yeah. Yeah, we we see him in a little bit writing on, like, Hack's back. The Hack back. Uh, but anyways, the narrator chimes in and says, There's three minutes left in the birdcage and four minutes for Luffy to heal. Oh, no! Whatever will happen. I guess everyone's gonna fucking die. Also, I don't know. It's like, you, you see the, the birdcage close up into this cylinder and then, I don't know, you never... Again, like, One Piece is a show for young people like young kids young boys so you're not gonna see like piles of the dead you know or people getting split in half but it is like very difficult to really grapple with like i mean i guess you 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 zoom out you see how much of the island's been destroyed and you're like i know that this is worse than it was before but also i have not seen a death I have not seen any casualties. Property damage happens anyway because you're knocking people through ten buildings with a punch. Yeah, it's like fucking like superhero boobies that they just ignore. Because I remember there was like rumblings of well, actually, uh, Justice League is being made. In the next uh, arc, we are going to get the Dress Rosa Accords, which sets up uh, for the Civil War straw piece. Straw, straw hat Civil War. So, but I, I just remember that's actually, that's actually why that. Sanji fucked <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> I believe that. When Justice League was being made, people, I, I saw stuff about making an edit to Man of Steel to where you could see, like, the Flash come in and save people from buildings and Wonder Woman saving people like flat, like little like visual things that didn't put the character in, but like, or like having Aquaman, like something from the sea, like grab people, but not in uh their drowned to death way to justify leveling a entire fucking city in Man of Steel. 
No, that's like the whole just, like that's like the opening of what Batman and Superman is like versus Superman is about. It's just like <laughs> Batman coming through and it's being like, oh no, a building's like all these buildings are being fucking destroyed. Which is, I don't know, those movies try to interrogate that. And do they succeed? This isn't the podcast to discuss it. <laughs> but this this is also an anime, so I'd be willing to believe that, yeah, just everyone's been safe. No one has gotten sliced up. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you, you see like people sad, but it only ever is to service them getting up and making it anyway, or getting healed and being like, oh, my leg's fine, I can run away again. It, it, it's kind of hard to imagine, like, Oh, okay. So, just like what? Uh, also, there are there is the Marines helping out and, and some people helping out, but it is just as the space gets smaller and smaller to the point where they're saying this thing's gonna completely close in four minutes. I'm like, so presumably half the people here have died because I don't believe they would all just fit in the middle. No. When the shots that we're seeing are of, I don't know. There are a couple shots near the end of like the streets being kind of filled but left some to be desired, I guess. But anyways, again, I think that's just a matter of the higher stakes brushing up against the the actual scale and the demographic. But anyways, Bart and the other Coliseum fighters start pushing on the barrier or on the cage as well. Bart makes a big barrier and they all start pushing on it. This is the shot where I was like, how big is Hyreden? Because he's like, I guess twice as big as Chin Zhao in this scene. But I didn't think Chin Zhao was that big. It's just kind of an interesting sort of lineup to get everybody pushing on one barrier. Robin, with her giant arms that probably could stop the birdcage herself single-handedly, uh, she asks about the tears healing people. And this is where uh, Leo explains that it's like, yeah, she's just going around healing everybody. It only lasts for three minutes, though. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Good thing that the narrator said there was three minutes before the birdcage closed. Uh, Law... Uh, Law just kind of falls down next to Luffy. He just kind of, like, su- like spawns and then falls on the ground next to Luffy uh, because he's, like, dying, but he can still use his power. And also, I guess he got pretty fucking far because I kind of forgot he was on the plateau until they do a punchline with it later. <laughs> but he just kind of shows up with Luffy and uh, he's, like, tells Gats, like, I'm taking Luffy, bye. And then he does. Because uh, he's going to, like, go hide. Uh, until he's better waiting before he fights Do Flamingo. So that's the end of that episode, 731. We see Usopp riding on Hack's back, directing people to push on the birdcage. I don't think Hack says anything or does anything else. I think he's just carrying around Usopp for the, for the foreseeable future. He's Banjo and Usopp's Kazooie. That's true. I would play that game, actually. <laughs> Hack and Usopp. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mod, mod the game. Totally easier to mod a ukulele. Probably, yeah. You know, it's weird. I, I backed that game. I was excited for it. And then it played like a 64 game. <laughs> and I was like, oh, huh. Weird. <laughs> Viola is like, oh, yeah. Usopp's like, where's Viola? And she's gone. She, we see her point of view. She's running somewhere. She's running towards Doflamingo. We'll find out. She's using her, her sight to watch him just fuck up these random Coliseum dudes. <laughs> Rebecca is like directing people to safety, and then she's like, I think I should maybe pick up a sword and fight Doflamingo myself. So she does that. She's she picks up a sword, she's running over, and she runs into Viola, who's like, No, I'm the one who should fight Doflamingo myself. <laughs> and I'm like, both of you are gonna get your ass kicked. Not even not not even just because you're women in one piece, but even just like, <laughs> come on. 
What are you? What are you kidding yourself? When when Viola started, I was like, can can she d- do anything? <laughs> like, I I mean, the, you forget her tear wails. I I did when she did that. I was like, oh fuck yeah, she could do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's also weird because I almost wonder. I'm like, he's been he's been beaten down pretty bad. Obviously, he can still do a lot, and he's holding back when he's fighting these two. He's not just impaling them with awakened building strings. But I do wonder, like. Rebecca just stops when Viola asks her to. If they just, like, work together, would they have had, like, an actual chance? Maybe? I don't know. Probably not, realistically, because Doflamingo is just broken strong. <laughs> See, that just makes me figure how strong the next guy is. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> one how piece. how strong the guy after that is. That's, yeah, that's one piece. The, the, the question is, when does Luffy run out of bigger fish? <laughs> well, it's kind of like, um... MMO expansions. There's a lot of people who they don't like the gameplay loop of kill the dragon to get bigger, ge- better gear to kill the bigger dragon, and they don't realize the solution is just to not play those kinds of games. But it's like that—that's what it is for Luffy. He beats the bad guy, and then there's the bigger bad guy that he's got to be strong enough to beat, and just keeps going until the end. Talking to Plawcross about like Kingdom Hearts Unchained, like just just the way that game worked, just like every like new set of metals would just have to be stronger than the last like have higher ceilings than the last one but to the point they didn't like balance the game so they all were relative it was just yeah so now you're fighting guys who have like 20 times more health than that they did you know a couple months ago uh to the point where like numbers don't mean anything the number of health bars don't mean anything anymore yeah it's just you tap the button till you win but it's like imagining like scaling the same sort of metrics on one piece where it's just like yeah i don't know doflamingo is turning buildings into strings and uh impaling people with him and healing his stomach with his strings as well and then yeah arlong had some sharp teeth you know especially like they they showed that he's still like strong and stuff but i just see this or like moria compared to crocodile i'm like how the fuck is he supposed to match up Well, that's the thing, yeah, these are all warlords. <laughs> Especially if, like, Crocodile, part of why he's so strong is he's in a fucking desert land, like... Well, alternatively, it, it, yeah, that's the thing, Crocodile was only beaten because his weakness is fucking liquid. <laughs> fluid. Uh, whereas, like, you know, strings... I mean, I'm sure Doflamingo could get fucking owned by the gender bender man with the scissors. Like, I guess, like, is that the perfect match? Or, as you said, also Buggy. Well, there's Buggy, of course. Buggy, and then also Brook, because Brook could play all the strings like an instrument, and it'd, like, ample... Oh, that'd be fucking Ah, awesome. That'd be so cool if, like, all those strings were popping up, and Brook was, like, like, I have an idea, starts playing them, and because they're so big, it reverberates more. Oh, shit. Oh, they really missed something there. Brook could have played the birdcage like a fucking violin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it would have reverberated through the whole fucking kit, affected everyone. He could have done like a huge hype up thing. God, I'm. Uh, Oda needs to make some revisions. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's, the, of that's doing, easily uh, the biggest brain shit we've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> that's very cool. Oh, I want that now. Oh, man. Yeah. Doflamingo's got to join the crew now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I. I, I at at this point, like, I mean, 
Doflamingo was kind of a fine, like a, a stop on the way to fighting the emperors as well. Like he was a part of, of Kaido's supply chain and he had been set up as a big deal. I mean, technically before Marineford even. He, it, it seems so broken that he would be on the same level as Moria or Crocodile. Um, and at the point where it's like, yeah, no, he, I don't think we can ever deal with warlord level stuff again and it have the same stakes oh, but also <laughs> you you staple that to him being a celestial dragon as well <laughs> yeah for better or for worse in some in some cases stakes wise because uh, you think luffy's whole life would be ruined after <laughs> fighting a, uh, a celestial dragon but oh well um anyways what else happens oh yeah viola gets fucking owned yeah she <laughs> tries to fight doflamingo and she just gets owned there's just really weird tension between them it is weird, yeah. <laughs> it's just we- It's weirder more so than just, uh, you ousted my family from this country, I felt. <laughs> yeah, I- yeah, it's- they don't do anything with it, but I agree. <laughs> I- I also, uh, because she's been covered up for- this is- I'm wording this really poorly and it sounds bad, but because she's been covered up so long, I forgot how big her boobs are. I was like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> when she's like ready to fight, I was like, oh yeah, she just has massive boobs compared it's, to like if, even for One Piece, like they're huge. No, it, <laughs> it, it, it is it is the example. Like Viola is the example I go to when I want to point out just how like a, atrocious the adaptation animation is. And Dressrosa is also kind of the lowest point for animation quality from the adaptation anyway. But like, just yeah, compare what her silhouette looks like in the manga to the anime it's insane and there's some other weird decisions made um with women's bodies in this uh because of uh when rebecca finally has to do a thing in the scene (laughs) (laughs) but anyways yeah this kind of stalls out for like two episodes uh everyone's still pushing fujitor joins zoro so do a bunch of other marines people who don't have hockey go to the factory and push this inspires random townspeople to push on the factory and the barrier um Everybody screams about it, and then it stops for, like, two seconds, and then it picks up again. And they're like, if it stopped once, we can stop it again! And they don't actually stop it again. Um, uh, But yeah, that's it. Riku and Tank also join in. Viola continues to get fucking owned. Rebecca watches her get owned. This is her aunt, I think? Yeah. Yeah, this this is her aunt getting owned. I actually like Doflamingo, what he eventually ends up saying to her, because he's just like... Because I think it speaks a little bit to we were talking about his relationship to his uh, underlings, quote unquote, family in the last episode. But he says uh, he doesn't punish uh, his his crew, his family for their failures, but betrayals he will. <laughs> and that's just he just starts strings her up basically, and then puppeteers Rebecca, and he's gonna make Rebecca attack her. And I think it it takes like yeah, it's the end of the next episode when it finally happens. And the, the, I think it's the narrator or somebody who's like, there's 60 seconds left until the birdcage closes and also 60 seconds left until Luffy can wake up. How did he know it was exactly 10 minutes? That's my question. It's just weird that they're on these like pr- weirdly precise uh, yeah. times. That's, there's also that. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. Also, yeah, the fact that, like, you can't see... I feel like if it's actually 60 seconds of the birdcage closes, you should be able to see literally everything happening in one shot. Like, one wide shot. How does... And Duffelinger's just like, yeah, I don't know where Luffy is. I don't know, whatever. 7.32. Everyone is still pushing, and they're talking about it. They're talking... They're they're believing in Luffy. 
Doflamingo makes Rebecca start moving towards Viola, but it's interrupted by Gats, who climbs up onto the plateau and starts uh, doing a now his his announcer bit. He's like, the, the, "Everyone here is rooting for the shining star of the Coliseum." And then we cut to Cavendish. He was like, "Oh, he must mean me." This is the first time Cavendish has shown up in this chunk. I forgot about him. Yeah, and and then he checks on Law, who is gone. It's just like fun. He's like the only person up there now. Like, literally, everyone is lower than him now. He's not even helping with the fucking birdcage. Oh yeah, that's right. He's not. <laughs> he's just uh, he's just up there being a dumbass. Why? Did, I think Law should have teleported both of them, but whatever. Probably. But yeah, Yachts uh, hypes up Lucy and is like, "Look, you all cheered for Lucy. Well, guess what? He's actually Luffy, and you should cheer for him too, even though he's a pirate. He promised <laughs> that he'd beat Doflamingo with just one punch as soon as he stands up. So just please hold on, because he's gonna stand up." You know, everybody cheers for him. His friends hear that, think of him, cheer for him. Gyat's like taunts Do Flamingo, and now things start to be bad again uh, because the Coliseum fighters are out of their three minutes of being alive, and they just fall down. Like Hyrudin, of course, is the first one because he's the first one to stand up. He just falls down and he's done. I immediately start imagining the visual of him just kind of being like pushed by the barrier now. And everyone's kind of like stepping around them awkwardly as they're. T- <laughs> it just seems really awkward and straight. He's like he's these rag dolls, and he's a big dude. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's happening now, and we see Law hiding with Luffy, and people are chanting. Uh, he's like starting to move Luffy as he's gonna like he's gonna stand up. Gats is like counting down. He's like everybody count down with me until Luffy's gonna stand up, and he gets hit by a string. Um, because Doflamingo has been insulted, and then they they finish their big count, and nothing happens, and they're like, well, wait a minute, what the fuck? What, what happened? Until Luffy died. Yeah, he's dead, and Doflamingo's like, cool, I guess he's dead. Anyways, <laughs> time to make Rebecca kill Viola, and makes her run at her. This is the moment that you, you tweeted the video of it, because she, like, <laughs> jumps in the air screaming, and uh, she's just... They just hold on it for a little bit while she's in the air, but like I don't know, her 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 breasts they're they're flapping in the air like they're carrying her through. <laughs> yeah, no, they're like they're yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing on a lot of levels, but yeah, that you t- you tweeted the video and it's very strange. And then finally, <laughs> as she swings her sword down, it does not kill Viola because uh, at the last second, Laws does shambles and replaces Viola with Luffy. So Luffy's there with a hard hockey head, breaks the sword, and uh, Yachts announces that Luffy's back in the game. I, you know, as dumb, it's kind of silly yeah. and, and goofy, but it's cool. I was like, this is cool. It's very cool. Because like Luffy <laughs> makes this like dramatic turn as he's looking at Doflamingo, and he's like, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. <laughs> You're going to get it. But yeah, that's the end of that episode. 733 starts with... A longer version of that happening again. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, Luffy immediately gets knocked down by strings afterwards. Because <laughs> he's, I mean, that's the thing with Luffy in this fight is that he's, he's kind of not able to do anything unless he's in gear four. So there is just this moment of him kind of getting owned before he does that. <laughs> Law uh, saves Rebecca, moves her away. Yeah, I don't know. Luffy just kind of gets his ass handed to him and then he gets like puppeteered. And um, it's just kind of like, oh. This is this is a new low point for for Luffy being beaten by Doflamingo. And we get a flashback. We get a flashback to Luffy talking to Rayleigh. And Luffy's <laughs> like, my, my Kong gun punch isn't enough. 
I have to come up with something new. And Rayleigh's like, yeah, did you really think yourself around this situation? And Luffy's like, I'm going to make the fist even bigger. And he's like, wait, yeah. no. God, hold on, yeah. wait. <laughs> like, I could, I beat a big monkey and then bigger monkey showed up and my big fist and beat him. So I need bigger fist. And Rayleigh's like, the whole thing is to like not, your body can't handle it. You need to like, you need to relax. No, stop. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, literally in the flashback, Rayleigh's like, that's going to be even harder. Yeah. What you're describing to me. It's going to be worse for you. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah, there's there's actually some good character stuff with Doflamingo here. Dragged out as all of it is. But he's like, because uh, he thinks of himself as this sort of God. And he's like, you, you normal people, you humans only deserve to live when you're my puppets. Um, His powers, you know, so... Despite all of this arc shortcoming, his his power is very thematically interesting with his whole deal, the the puppeteering of it all. Uh, but Luffy goes fourth gear and breaks out of the puppeteer strings, which shocks Doflamingo. It's very cool. It's not shocking to me really because it's hockey trumps devil fruit powers. But <laughs> which again, I don't know. It, it it I wasn't thinking that way until Zoro was like, "It's just a power." I'm going to just slash it with my sword. So now I'm just like, yeah, of course Luffy can break out of those strings. Yeah. He just shoots himself straight up in the air because he's gear fourth now. He can fly. He can fly now. Uh, they fly now. He flies up. <laughs> Doflamingo follows him. And he's like, how dare you fight me in the air? And yeah, so Luffy's new move is just to like bite down on his arm and just inflate the other one <laughs> which turns kong gun into king kong gun i think yeah makes it even bigger it's just it's just way bigger <laughs> what if you know how luffy's big move was a big punch well what if it was bigger what if it was a bigger punch <laughs> what if it was a bigger punch yeah it's like gear third level punch I, i'm glad like <laughs> It's something that's like that stupid. Like he's just like, well, I just gotta make it a stronger punch. It's like uh, yeah. one of Go Goku's like super clutch moves after a spirit bomb is to throw the spirit bomb and then shoot a Kamehameha wave into it. And like that's not nearly as cool as just, what if the spirit bomb was bigger? Yeah, <laughs> we love the big fist. Luffy should say, "Here comes the giant fist." Sometimes <laughs> here comes the giant fist, the biggest fist of them all. And here comes my biggest fist every time. <laughs> <laughs> but then but then you'd know how many punches are left in the fight uh because you'd be like here comes my second biggest fist and you're like all right so the next one's gonna be <laughs> that, that, that's a good point yeah the last one so uh he does those big fists doflamingo has like some strings going back at it that's a fucking beam struggle as they love to do uh luffy wins um he punches him <laughs> and he falls out of the sky though so, and like the entire earth is disrupted by this for some reason like i don't know why <laughs> it's so strong like I, I don't know like this thing i don't i guess it's how much force do flamingo hits the ground with <laughs> that like i don't know it just like shatters into rubble and there's like chunks of the island just floating around yeah, it's like, very strange parts of the island stuff is awesome and, yeah the, i'm just like coolest... what happened <laughs> The the coolest part is what he's getting hit by the big punch. Like, it all flashes white except for Doflamingo's sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fucking... That's Kino right there. That's it, it art. Does, that's fucking awesome. It looks cool. I, there was a point where, like, I, again, I'm just like, these trunks look so big. <laughs> Isn't the birdcage supposed to be, like, two feet wide right now? Like, I just... 
<laughs> if if it's gonna close in sixty seconds, I'm I'm asking the wrong questions. I know I know I am. I have to ask them to somebody. Anyways, it's I don't know. It, it I struggled with it. But yeah, no, I th- I love the the visuals of Doflamingo being beaten, falling out of the sky, and just like into this dark abyss that opens up uh, underneath Dressrosa again because of his whole "I'm a god" shit. The imagery is is very effective, and this is the moment he finally isn't wearing the glasses. Is when they get fucking beaten off of his face. <laughs> very good. He wears them through his whole fucking childhood. Yeah, he, he, he had regular sunglasses, and then he got evil bad guy sunglasses when he joined up with Treble, so mm-hmm. now they're gone. That's how you know you're defeated, when you lose your bit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Law has a flashback of, of Corazon talking about the will of D being, like, it goes against the gods as we watch Doflamingo fall out of the sky. It's ve- that's also very good. That's- and then 734 starts, and you watch all of it again, but different. <laughs> But different. Just a little bit longer. You know the bat. You know the battle's over. What do I want to see for two everyone episodes? cry and flashback e- to why they're crying? <laughs> everyone else. That's what I want to see after Luffy yep. beats the bad guy. Everyone else. <laughs> it takes this whole episode for Luffy to fucking fall down out of the sky. Is he even in it? Yeah, he deflates and Law saves him, and then yeah, that's it. But yeah, no, you you see. Jess Rose like breaking into pieces again. Yeah, Rebecca cries and has flashbacks of meeting Luffy to now. Viola has her flashbacks. I think hers might actually be new. I can't remember. Because it's her promising fealty to, to De Flamingo so her dad doesn't get killed. Yeah, then Luffy deflates, Law saves him with shambles. The best thing about these episodes, like, there's there's a couple good moments, despite, as you said, it's just like literally you have to just cut to everyone else dealing with the fact that it's over. People are asking Gats what happened, and, like, he can't, like, he's too emotional to to call, like, who won. It takes him a while to do it, which I like that, uh, but he does announce, finally, that Luffy won, and the birdcage starts to go away. Everyone falls down that was pushing on it, which is funny. Uh, the thing, uh, I, I understand why visually, but I do find it odd that the birdcage slowly disappears, and they need, need it to be dramatic, but I think it would have been cool yeah. if it just, like, shattered and broke. Mm-hmm. Especially because Luffy beat the fuck out of Doflamingo. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing, it's like, the, the idea is like, I don't know, is he slowly slipping to unconscious? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's just a visual idea more than anything. Yeah, more flashbacks for Yachts as he's crying too hard to say who won. Um, Frankie has his flashbacks to the whole thing. Now, and then finally, the, the it ends with Kiros' flashbacks, which I I like that just because it really sells this idea of he can finally cry. Like, it really <laughs> leads up, like, his whole life to this point where he can finally... He's been a human for an hour, maybe. And he <laughs> could not cry when he was a toy. And, like... It's like, yeah. yeah, the past hour, everyone remembered me, we won our fights, and he just breaks down. And I, I do really like uh, that scene for Kuros, but I did just recap all of that episode in, like, two minutes. So, it kind of boils down to, have you seen Dressrosa? Yeah, then you've seen everything in this episode. And then Kuros cries. Um, that's 734, though. 7.35, Sabo's still dealing with Jesus Burgess. He's, like, trying to leave. He's like, looks like Luffy won, so I can fucking bounce. And Burgess continues to try and mock Sabo, uh, and with like is like, oh, I bet you want to know what Ace said though when we captured him and we're gonna kill him. Uh, Sabo's getting a phone call on the snail and ignores it to listen to Burgess. 
And Burgess says that when Ace was caught, he said, don't tell my brother. And he starts laughing. And Sabo's kind of like grabs the skull and starts crushing it. <laughs> it's pretty fucking metal. Cause it's like, it's just like, he has this, the same sort of like grip that he does. Like, it, like if you're pretending to be an alien who has three fingers, you kind of like separate your hand in a weird way, right? Yeah. That's what Sabo does with that like dragon claw <laughs> hockey move. Yeah. I'm guessing it's like pressure points, like three specific points rather than five or whatever but he does that to his fucking skull and he tries to, uh burgess tries to stab him he's like i'm not going back empty-handed i'm getting this fruit he doesn't uh sabo just like does a fire fist attack and and blows him out <laughs> fucks him up yeah he says I, he I, has I, some cool I, line he does the the way the like way they're talking in that scene makes it seem like he just fucking killed burgess but i know that's not what actually happened that would yeah, have been no, awesome if he did that'd be cool uh <laughs> yeah no it's, if it is if burgess was the one casualty to come out of this that'd be so fucking <laughs> sick um but no he just kind of blasts them back uh it, it but yeah Sabo has some cool line where he's just like i wasn't gonna bother you but it seems like ace still holds a grudge as oh i like the <laughs> personification of this firepower is literally yeah. this the will of their brother and then he finally answers the phone it's a really funny conversation sabo has with koala because he's just like he's just like oh i guess we should do that like oh you did your mission great uh round up with the other team and do this and she's like i already did that i already did all <laughs> the stuff we're supposed to do come back and sabo's like no and hangs up <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny Sigma Chad. <laughs> but yeah, that, that you know, there's a lot of things that have to happen at the end of the arc. It's kind of weird how long you go without seeing the Straw Hats kind of reunite or, or, or Luffy relax because he's probably unconscious right now. Yeah, he's sleeping, dreaming about me. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you see the Marines capture all these Doflamingo pirates, except for Baby Five, who stays with Psy, even, even though like he does not know how to accept her affection in any way. He also does. He's just like, no, you stay with me. <laughs> Fujitora doesn't want there to be a report yet, though. Uh, one of the other vice admirals, Maynard, one of the most average guy looking guys. Like he's big, <laughs> but he's just a guy. <laughs> I bet if you put the right helmet on him, he'd look like Hyruden. Probably. Yeah. He's getting like some projection snails together. They're broadcasting to like just the neighboring islands, like on a really close range basis. And they're, like, doing some report, and they're like, Doflamingo did this. Hi, everybody of the neighboring Jessica's Islands. Doflamingo did this. And we see, like, a scene of people begging uh, Riku to be the king again. This scene's weird. Um, <laughs> this, yeah. He's just like, I don't want to be king. I fucked up. He's like, no, nah, you're so fucking cool, dude. Please be our king. Well, he's just like, look, like, I understand that, like, Doflamingo was bad. The way I did things left us wide open for that to happen. Like, we were not defensible. And they were like, I don't fucking care for poor. I just don't. Come on. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's crazy because they don't, like, this is a <laughs> answer the, they don't solve the problems. Like, bo not, both sides have problems with their solutions. They do not solve it in the scene. They're just like, come back anyway. And I guess he does. This is this is what people uh, want you to believe happened after the Revolutionary War in America. Is this all these people were like, "Come on, be our fucking king, George Washington"? He and he he looked like the Giga Chad. And he's like, "No." When actually, uh, that's they had a like electoral system way before. 
It's yeah. the biggest fucking lie. You get, one of the biggest lies you get told in schools. Everyone wanted to be king, but he's so he's such a cool guy. We love myth making, <laughs> don't we, folks? How many things did I learn in school that were true about American history? Anyways, I'd go to school if this was the textbook and it's just a picture of the <laughs> One Piece manga. <laughs> I I. <laughs> Yeah, you can you start in kindergarten and then by the time they've reached high school, it's not over and they've caught up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's just kind of a lot of politics stuff happening and it's very interesting because yeah, uh, uh yeah, Elizabello, the punch king, he comes over as well and he's like, Yo, my dude, Riku, be king again so we can be king pals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can be punch king. You don't got a gimmick, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. Remember when he was a glad he was in the Coliseum, he was a gladiator at the beginning of this arc. That yeah. was weird. <laughs> it was weird. Fujitora comes over and, like, bows down, and he's just like, we as the world government also take responsibility because the reason this happened is not because you, Riku, failed. Debatable. <laughs> it's it's also because we allowed Doflamingo the power that he had as a warlord, so we will take responsibility as the world government, which is also uh, Fujitora being like, warlords fucking suck. We should get rid of warlords. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is some bold shit to do. Yeah, well, <laughs> like as he, soon as he did he this, what happens in the episode yeah. after? I was like, oh yeah, of course, like bad things are gonna happen because of it. Yeah, he wants to get rid of the warlords. That's like his big thing. Will he succeed? The the thing that like because I started talking about stuff more, I, I get you. You're in a room. Like how how do we solve these problems that we have with pirates? And someone goes, we give pirates immunity. <laughs> to, we to give seven of them immunity and then we have them under our control to keep the other ones in line like they're trying to make their own sort of empires like or three emperors trickle down power economic shit and it doesn't make it just makes like, another <laughs> weird like i don't know and it, it's like i don't know how there isn't someone else in the room who goes that's a bad idea. Yeah, but aren't a lot of those guys bad guys? Like, really evil bad guys that do evil things all the time and have never done a good thing their entire life? Well, that's, yeah, Luffy has stopped three of them for doing fucked up shit in secret. And none of them, ha- it doesn't seem like they ever did anything good, even. They were just strong. So the, no. The, the Marines were, were just like, They were oh, strong, cool, strong and willing to work with the Marines. <laughs> that, that should be a red flag, like... That should be <laughs> the thing. It's like, oh, you're willing to work with us, even though we're against you. That's weird. The exception <laughs> is maybe Boa Hancock. Uh, like, she, Bo- her, her, hers makes sense. Like, I feel like yeah. uh, I'm getting too into the politics of this world now. <laughs> but like, the Shishimuka, I think, should be people who like gain something that they need from it. Like. <laughs> Beyond well, just immunity so they can metric, do evil things. By that <laughs> metric, that's the thing. They gained something from it. Countries. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Crocodile wanted so badly what Doflamingo was doing. Only he didn't have some sort of birthright. And then, yeah, Moria just wanted to do fucked up <laughs> science. Mihawk just wants to vibe, though. Mihawk, <laughs> I think they should get rid of the warlords except for him. Is what they should well, me, do. Mihawk, me, me, because they introduced the, the concept with him and everything, and it's like... But they've never been sense. like, and this is his bit, this is what he does. No, he lives in an ca- abandoned castle and wants nobody to fucking bother him. <laughs> that, that's true, too. Like, he, he just doesn't want a real people. job. <laughs> they, he probably gets a salary from the world government, actually. I, I bet. Probably. He's like, there's a, <laughs> there's a stand-up bit from... 
uh, Kyle Kinane, where he's like, there's ever so often where you meet a cop who's like, he he really shouldn't, you meet like a party cop, and uh-huh. like, you, you know what he was applying for jobs, he's looking online, he's like, well, they pay three more dollars an hour than the post office, <laughs> and he's a guy yep. who absolutely should not be doing this job, but it pay, pays pays the most, and he can he can afford the things he wants, and that's why he's doing it. One hundred percent. There's a Sarah Silverman bit where it's like, "Do you know why I became a cop?" And she's like, "Cause you got C's in high school." <laughs> or maybe it's even maybe it's even better. It's like, "Do you know why I pulled you over?" <laughs> and that's why. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I think a lot about just <laughs> because you got C's in high school. All that to say, no, that's Mihawk. The the, the difference that Mihawk does seem like strong and cool is the thing. He just does not want to like adhere to yeah. what any other person is doing that's why like his thing seems like oh he just like chills at the edge of the grand line to fuck people up he's a guy who sits out in like the wilderness and runescape or something like yeah sits in pvp zones and kills people don who creek are a pissed him level. off <laughs> i don't know how but don creek pissed him off and then zora was like hey look at me and he was like okay and he's like oh you're not that bad <laughs> you seem you seem strong and he's like fight me again when you're stronger but yeah. then I'll help you become stronger later. Of all the characters who I have no idea how they're going to fit back into the story before it's done, Mihawk is like maybe number one, where I'm just like, what the fuck do you do with that guy? What is he going to do? Where is, what is he? He's not like, he has no, his, his gimmick is like, we already did the gothic arc. He's not in it. What are we going to do? But I'm excited to find out. Uh, but I'm sure, you know, uh, again, like everyone's going to have some sort of conclusion by the end, I'm pretty sure. Uh, hopefully it doesn't go the way of Dressrosa and be too messy and a slog, but, um, I, I don't know. I, I like how Wano is giving certain people certain attention, so I have, I have high hopes for the future. Um, not for a living, though. Anyways, uh, yeah, Fujitora is very intentional with broadcasting this just to the three neighboring islands, so that way it did not go through any official approvals uh of the world government or the marines so it's just news is traveling from these from these three sources and there's nothing that aka inu can do about it which is gonna be a problem here in this next episode 736 the last one we're talking about today yeah my man my man fujitor has got some some cool points of view on justice he's kind of <laughs> like he he aligns with smoker and there's a scene that's a flashback of the two of them talking <laughs> But he just—he's just like, no, this is this is us actually making right by this situation. He's like, I could, you know, I didn't have the right to, and also literally wasn't allowed to stop Doflamingo. But I also didn't stop the people who were trying to stop him because I really wanted him to be beaten. So now that he's beaten, I'm stepping in to do all the things I can do. Um, we see the Straw Hats convene, or at least the ones that are here, uh, and not, I think Luffy's nearby, he hasn't joined them yet, but yeah, Usopp's perfectly fine now, um, and he meets up with everybody else. Uh, Kiros has his emotional scene, thanking the Tentata for everything they did, their long mission finally concluded. Riku, King Riku, and talks to Tank, and he's like, you know, the government's doing this doing some stuff for us right now we should probably hide all the pirates in the palace so that way uh all the optics are clean (laughs) so everyone is getting you know hidden and taken care of aka inu you might remember is now like the leader of the marines he's like take took over sengoku's job he walks into the office of the five elders who 
sure were designed very early on in this show, and they look like it in an interesting way. Because they don't look different. Like they, It's not like they've been on screen for 700 episodes and now their look has changed. They look like they did at the beginning yeah. of the show. <laughs> but he goes in there, Aka Inu's like, is this fake new shit you're prop? Like, did you did you do this? Or just is this a is this coming from above you? Because like the five elders are the highest people in the world government, but all of like they're still below celestial dragons and maybe some other uh, things because they're like, look, you don't have as much power as you think, little lava man. Uh, the navy is only the public face of the government, um, which is such a like de- like bleak. <laughs> sort of idea the the thing that confused me about this especially when he said that it made me think but doflamingo never got his connection back to the celestial dragons they didn't let him back in how does he still have connections how i don't i i think like i think when he be like took over a country is how he sort of got his way back at like got a seat at the table again hmm is kind of what I've been thinking because I had the same sort of question. Like, yeah, he tried to deliver the head of his father. It didn't work. So I'm like, I think that's why he took the country because then he's literally the king of a country again. It is a little blurry. He seems to know things about marriage while that other people don't. So there might just also be some sort of backdoor thing we don't uh, know. Or if we missed something, let us know uh, in the Discord. Do not negatively review our podcast on iTunes. <laughs> What I uh, what I like about the scene is this idea that like uh, they say the navy is only the public face of the government, and this was in the hands of Cypherpole. Uh, just like is there's this whole backdoor shit that you don't know about, like or I mean, of course he knows about it, but like that no that most people don't know about that are doing all the legwork, and we've interacted with part of Cypherpole before. Um, they also yell at Akainu for something that's not his fault. Um, they're just like, isn't it bad enough the optics of your ice guy, Kuzan, defecting and joining Blackbeard, <laughs> which had been hinted at before, but I think this is the confirmation of. Oh. Because uh, Smoker and Kuzan talk for a bit, and um, he was concerned why Kuzan knew some things that he knew about the underground trading ring, and, and now they're just saying, like, hey, he's with Blackbeard now. What's up with that? <laughs> um, was like, not my fucking problem. What he chose to do after he <laughs> left the Marines is not my fault. <laughs> which is true yeah um and then someone runs in and is like hey guys you're not gonna believe this uh but news is out about all this shit happening at dress rosa and th- there's this is like him going to the fucking elders what's with this fake news bullshit and then he gets a call what do you mean we couldn't control the narrative <laughs> yep well that's the thing it's fine when he does it it's fine when the marines do it it's it but it's you bad when the uh it's over their head the, the whole retraction thing is a bit insane. Um, also, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Akainu just feels like he should have oversight over the warlord system, but I don't know. Either way, uh, you might be surprised to learn that Joker's defeat causes absolute chaos all over the Grand Line. It's almost <laughs> like that was the plan, and it circles around Law and Luffy as the doers of this chaos. A lot of this episode is just like, oh, this person exists and is aware of the news <laughs> i i like i like how it is showing like yeah there's people besides kaido who are affected but who are going to be affected by this yes I, i'm a big fan of just the people being like oh fuck we can't get weapons we gotta give up <laughs> we gotta it quit is, yeah. we gotta stop is, what we're it doing is, <laughs> it is funny but yeah there's there's a lot of like trickle down of that effect of just like oh shit if, well, if we don't have access to this and that 
what are we gonna do? Um, but yeah, we see some other uh, faces that we haven't seen in a while, uh, such as uh, Jory Bonnie, who is just out there stealing food, and she's reading about the news, and I don't know what her deal is. Last time we saw her, we were like, is she okay? And I guess she's fine. <laughs> uh, she is by herself, but... I don't, have we, like, I think she had a crew when she first appeared, but like, I'm like, she yeah, she's always alone, isn't now. she? <laughs> Yeah, she she definitely had a crew. Weird. Sort of, or maybe she maybe they weren't her crew. They were just uh, OnlyFans simps. I don't know. Um, yeah, probably. But it's she did not get her devil fruit stolen, even though she was being no. ass- basically assaulted by Blackbeard. Maybe Blackbeard got like, out of oh, that situation. <laughs> Wasn't that Blackbeard's someone like, stepped in to help? Like someone stepped in to stop Blackbeard in that scene. I don't remember if it was Akainu. But I remember, like, that scene ended with, like, a Marine someone showing up. I can't remember now. We talked about it at the time, and it's been 500 years since then. I only know about Dressrosa now. And I barely know about that. Or Dressrosa-ified now. Or, or Joker-ified. <laughs> I've been Joker-ified. <laughs> the jo- Joker got to us, and now he's dead. Oh, man. Ripped the Joker. But anyways, yeah, Jory, Bonnie. Here's... Here, this scene fucking rules. This next one. Uh, you remember a Rouge? Uh, the the big uh, the big guy. He's the monk, and who's also from the Sky Islands. He's like just chilling on a cloud, and his cr- crew comes over and is like, "Hey, boss, we gotta fucking leave." And he's like, "Nah, we're good. we're on an abandoned cloud island." And they're like, "No, look over there!" And like like the biggest like he's like Rouge is like nobody can get up here. We're fine. And they're like, "Uh, what about that?" And there's just like the biggest guy imaginable like coming over, and they it, it just looks cut like away. Kaido. It looks yeah. like Kaido, and that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It looks like Kaido's silhouette, and also I know what Kaido looks like anyway. But That's true, yeah. It looks Does like that, how his do you terrifying not? silhouette. Yeah. Um, well, he's up here, so that guy's yeah. up here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just very funny. Uh, we see uh, Gang, uh, Capone Gang Beige. Uh, he's also learning about the news, and he's like, this is bad. We have to capture Caesar Clown at any cost. And we see that he's on one of Big Mom's ships. So that's interesting. Is that news to uh, us? I mean, I obviously uh, knew, but I think so. I think I don't I, think we knew that some... he was associated with that. No, I don't think so. I, I think because we've had sprinkles, pun intended, of Big Mom stuff. Uh, but I don't think we've seen Gang yet. But I, but now we now we see him trying going after Caesar Clown. Which hey, we know where that <laughs> is. <laughs> huh? I wonder if that's gonna. I wonder if that's gonna come in soon. I don't know. We know where Caesar Clown is. We know who has him. We haven't seen him in a while. I wanna, I'm, I'm, I wanna see how long it's been since we saw them. How long has it been <laughs> since we've seen Sanji, Mr. Prince? Um, uh, let's see. We're talking about seven thirty-six. Let me see. Let's see. The last episode he was mentioned, his name was in the title, was six fifty-five. Is that when he leaves? Yeah. No, Sanji versus Doflamingo. It's been almost two years. <laughs> Yeah, remember when Riku pretended his name was Ricky? Yeah, strange. <laughs> it is strange. But yeah, no, it's been roughly 100 episodes, nearly, since uh, Sandy has been on screen. I don't, I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to scroll through the more in-depth recaps. Oh, how kind of you, Wiki, to say that Sanji put up a valiant fight, but was ultimately defeated by Doflamingo. So yeah, 655 or 656, one or the other is going to be... The point, and now, yeah, we'll see if we get to 7.55 before Sanji shows back up. 
I think he'll show up before that, though, if I remember correctly. <laughs> but anyways, no, it's very funny. Yeah, there's, like, long stretches of just, like, huh, it's been a long time since this person's interacted with this person. Anyways, let's talk about more of these randos uh, learning the news. Eustace Kid. Yeah, Captain the kid. bad the bad guys are eating Italian food. As they do. Horrifying to find out that Italy exists in... Uh... Mm-hmm. in the new world uh i like that killer is eating pasta through the holes on his mask He's it's so funny that's incredible killer he won't take rules. off the mask i can't wait to see killer as a kid and he's still wearing a mask absolutely i think one of the movies showed him as a kid in the mask i think like one of the movies <laughs> awesome. credits one of the movies credit sequences we we watched it on the patreon i think um like the ending credits was all of them as kids I feel like Killer, if he was in there, he had the mask. Like, I can visualize it. I can picture it. Gotta be careful Googling Killer. I got a, a, a manga illustration of him as a little kid with really long hair eating pasta. <laughs> Clo- I'll take it. That's about it. <laughs> His face is still covered. That's what's important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, um... One of the like, I, th- first th- results I got from my Google <laughs> was Killer X Reader fanfic. Who's Reader? Is that a new guy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Good one. (laughs) Anyways. uh, Yeah, they're talking about, like, Kid Killer. They made an alliance with Apu. And Basil Hawkins. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Basil's here. That's weird. A guy who sounds like a baseball player. Basil Hawkins. The the guy who just makes up straw men. Um, (laughs) He... Kids got a big brain. Kids, like, I can tell... If they're going after Doflamingo and doing this, these specific actions, they're going after Kaido next, which is, like, they, like, interesting, they're also going after Emperors already, but I'm glad we know it's Kaido because it's not who we're going after. They're going after Shanks. That'll end uh, well, right? Good luck right? with that. Good yeah. luck with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shanks is the most Kid powerful would. guy. <laughs> Kid would go after Shanks, though. Kid's like, ah, oh, you're, you're too normal and cool. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like much how Blackbeard, like of course he would go after Whitebeard. It's like you seem like a good guy. I gotta, I gotta change that. <laughs> now kids like, oh Shanks seems like a good guy. Gotta fuck that up. <laughs> Kaido, Big Mom, they seem like pieces of shit. They're good. <laughs> he, here's, you know, I'm sure there's he has his reasons, but I do feel like in terms of the emperors, um, he's the one who you have the least to gain besides saying I beat him out of like <laughs> maybe Kaido, that's why he's doing it though that that, that that could be it too but it's like big mom ha- very clearly controls a lot of land and ha- like forces them to make candy for her or like uh, yeah, <laughs> kaido kaido has a full-on fucking like industry supply chain of like weapons and drugs i <laughs> have no idea what shanks has and i have no- i don't know if blackbeard has anything either I'm assuming they have some islands under their control and like fleets and shit, but Blackbeard has some strong guys, it has like powerful guys. Blackbeard has the most fucked up crew of uh jokers imaginable. <laughs> like every uh-huh. person in his crew seems to be some kind of joker. Uh Shanks just mm-hmm. has some dudes. Like Shanks the, the has an island of where jokers. He... <laughs> Shanks just has an island where he hangs out with his dudes, his, his enter bros. Into the, the Jokerverse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know, it it will also make Luffy pretty sad if Shanks is uh beat it up, so I'm sure it will all be fine. Uh next we learn that X Drake 
X Drake has learned the news and they're like, Yeah, didn't Doflamingo kill your dad? And we get a flashback to him on that island with Corazon. And he's like, Yeah, but I don't give a shit. Anyways, I gotta tell, go tell my boss Kaido about this. And they're like on some snow island. Uh, and then we see Aka Inu. He's getting on the phone. He's yelling at Fujitori. He's like, You did this very intentionally. Uh, and Fujitora is like, we get to, I mentioned this flashback earlier, uh, him talking to Smoker. I don't know when or where this was. I don't know if I'm supposed to know. Uh, it's just one time when they were hanging, two guys who think alike were hanging <laughs> yeah. out and could exchange <laughs> that they think alike. Yeah, and this thing, Smoker's complaining about, like, warlords get away with all this stuff. Like, I saw what Crocodile did, and we weren't the ones who actually solved it. Like, we weren't the ones who fixed it, but we took the credit for it. I wish I could have done things differently. Uh, but I, he he didn't have the power to at his level. And now Fujitora's like, yeah, well, I did now. So, And then we see Smoker, like, uh, recovering from Punk Hazard, which wasn't that long ago. Uh, but, like, Smoker reading the news and recovering, just, like, laughing about it and just being like, this rules. I'm going to I'm gonna revel in this feeling of showing the Marines how shitty they are to themselves, to the world, finding actual justice out of it. And that's great. They're still going to Vegapunk uh, with the kids. Remember the kids? Yeah. <laughs> when did we talk about Punk Hazard? Like, the spring? <laughs> yep. This episode's coming out in November. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's that. Fujitori yells at kids. Yeah, they they do. Maybe they'll get better. I don't know. <laughs> but the episode ends with this cliffhanger. Uh, uh, Fu- well, Fujitori and Akina are yelling at each other. Uh, you you tweeted about this this great line that Fujitori has, <laughs> where it's just like, if we if we lose credibility by just like telling the truth, then we didn't have any to begin with. <laughs> I don't know. You don't need to change the narrative, like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think, <laughs> especially because then you gotta you gotta come up with some extra bullshit of like, well, why did you end up going after Doflamingo? Just say the pirate beat him, and then people don't have to be like, well, why did his bounty go up even though he hasn't done anything recently? <laughs> yes, yeah, we're now they're getting credit for shit. <laughs> but the the cliffhanger of this episode is Akainu being like, all right, well, fine then, fucko, you're on probation. You can't. Come back. You cannot step foot on a marine base until you bring me the heads of Trafalgar Law and Straw Hat Luffy. If Fujitora's like, cool, yeah, no, that's what I wanted. And then the episode ends. <laughs> so sure, yeah, I guess the next episode's going to be the last one we do. Fujitora's going to just kill him. Mm, definitely Weird way to go. to do that. Yeah. 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 I'm sure it's fine. But yeah, I guess that's it. That's been... Uh, how, how does it feel? We're not, we got one more episode of, like, you know, cleanup of dress rosa before we can ship off to uh zoe and make a bunch of animal jokes about zoe it, uh doflamingo's beaten how do you feel is there a weight off your shoulders oh, no because they set up seventy-two thousand other things to worry about immediately after <laughs> i mean welcome to one piece that's not gonna ever stop happening now and that, that that's the thing is like I, it definitely, at this point, especially what happened at the War of the Best, as they call it, can't just have, like, an adventure anymore. Like, nope. Luffy, I don't think, is capable of adventure. Like, <laughs> there's too much shit happening in the world that he can just go, I'm going to go to this island and see what happens. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, it's weird to think, think it's like about, an like... interesting shift, too, because it feels like a different show in a way. In a lot of ways, it is. Yeah, it's like we we've talked about how the stakes have changed so much. Like, I um almost like this idea of like Fishman Island was kind of the last time that was probably like that, or maybe 
Punk Hazard might have been the last time. Because Punk Hazard was like, hey, that island looks fucked up. Let's go see what's there. <laughs> and Law is like, I'm giving you railroad tracks for the rest of this show. <laughs> like, And Luffy's like, okay, yeah, I needed to think about how to take on the Emperors eventually. So sure, I'll take this, this road map. And it is not a completely straight line from yeah. Punk Hazard to Kaido because, well... We'll get there next month, but and yeah, it is kind of a, they they start going places with like on purpose, which they've yeah. never done that before. Like they they went to Water Seven, like we happen to need a boat. This happens to be the p- great place to do it, and then fell into all of the CP Nine stuff. Yeah, and Sabo Odi is like, well, that's where everyone goes on their adventure. Yeah, Sabo Odi just says you have to go before you go to Fishman Island. Fishman Island is somewhere you have to go, and then yeah, Punk Hazard is the sort of like half the last uh whimsy of adventure and also the beginning of let's go take on emperors and, and yeah and it's, it's on a, top of that there's still a <laughs> sense of adventure when they go to fucked up weird places like i think there's some fun stuff in zo especially but it is like they're here with a purpose like they're you know they knew where they were going ahead of time the, like like the yeah. log post when are they going to use the log post again never i don't know well they got to use the special pose that's for the new world <laughs> <laughs> that too uh and uh with, with that it, even if there wasn't that they show stuff like i don't know a group of people who are considered to be on the same level as luffy planning to kill luffy's dad like not his actual dad but like his might as well be yeah. his inspirational dad <laughs> yeah and we'll see how that goes <laughs> that's the thing there's there's never not irons in the fire you know like there's I think things are just like too big now for 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 Luffy. He's he's on a level where like the stakes have to keep up with him. Like I would I would also love for like I would love a smaller arc. I would love that sort of sense of just yeah, I picked an island and some shit happened there, but I don't know if that's going to happen again realistically. Like there's always a sense of like Luffy getting somewhere and just being like I'm going to fuck around and find out, but again again that's like act 1 of an arc, you know? Because he has to find out and then go back to why ever he went there in the first place. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll get some more um big world stuff in the next episode as well as we tidy up the the ending of Dressrosa, the post Dressrosa stuff before they ship off to meet the rest of their friends. Um, but until then, Joy, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can you can track me down with with the log pose. To my Twitter at no, I'm Jory. That didn't work out as well as I thought it would. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where you can see, I don't know, the most important thing in the world: pictures of my dog. Hell yeah! I, uh, you know what? School, uh, is bad. I've decided. Um, <laughs> damn, that's crazy. <laughs> but you know what? I'm almost done. All I've got is <laughs> half of a semester, and then one more, and then I'm free. And then who knows what you'll find on my Twitter. More down bad shit posts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like having to explain to someone that like, no, it's a joke. I swear to fucking God, I'm not like crying by bed <laughs> that I'm alone. I swear. Fuck, dude. No, it's funny because hyperbole is funny. Yeah, it's just that people like see text online and they're like, I have to take this at face value or else. So um, you're, you're not, no, you're playing with fire. <laughs> See, that's what I I brought. I mentioned one of my tweets in class yesterday about that, and someone was like, "Wow, you just like wake up and are just like angry." It's like, yeah, 
That's a way to put it, actually. <laughs> hyperbole is funny. It's like why I like wrestling. Fair, yeah. Wrestling is visual hyperbole. I won't find a better way to word that. I'll say something stupid instead, like visual hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> Excess is funny. It's a it's a it's a fun phrase, visual hyperbole. What about you? Where can we find you online? Oh Twitter.com slash ghost of Joe, ghost of J O. I tweet like once a month. Uh, and I'm also on another so podcast. You, you're curating the good posts. That's, That's true. Know. Yeah, but yeah, you can find me on another podcast called Got It Memorized, where we're still talking about Neo. The world ends with you, and then eventually we'll be done with that and go back to whatever Kingdom Hearts stuff there is, or uh, wrap up Twin Peaks season two. But other than that, not really got not got got bop stuff going on. So um, pretend that was a sentence, and. That's that's that on that mattress man. What else do we plug though? We have a Patreon for the show. We just um if you can't get enough dress rosa, I implore you to go to our Patreon and listen to episode of Sabo, <laughs> which is a we did a commentary track for this special called Episode of Sabo, which is primarily a recap of Dress Rosa. It is probably the best way to take in the first half of Dress Rosa though. You'd be a little confused. Probably, yeah. About all the Sentata stuff, if you if you didn't. But, like, the reanimated Colosseum fights are pretty good. Yeah. And there's more Sabo. Um, but that's over there at our Patreon. We do commentaries and some other bonus stuff. We do, like, one thing a month. Uh, we might, if we have time to do two this month for November, we will. No promises. I put it on our schedule, and then I realized it was Extra Life Month, like a fool. <laughs> but um, we'll we'll get at least one bonus episode out this month, as we as we do. Uh, but that's all at the one dollar tier. Just back us with a dollar or more. Thank you to everybody who backs us. Thank especially people who do more. Um, if you're able to. Um, but yeah, you get these episodes early. Get a bonus episode a month. Um, and that's Patreon.com/slash. We are watching OP, and we're also it's actually it's my turn to say every all of our patrons' names in the episode, and I'm gonna do that right now. Thank you to Adam B, Adam W, Andrew, Anton, Anxious Dust, Ashok, Becca, Ben, Brittany, Captain Moki, Chad, Clueless Wanderer, Connor, Damien, Deus Equus, Endless Moon, Eric V, Gage, Heidi, J, Hurricanes, Fooney, Jalen, James, Jamie Ziz, Joe D, Cat D, Cat F, Ken, Kyle, Logan, Lucas, Luke, Maddie, Mallory, Mark, with a C, Marcus, Martin, Matthew, Mick Foley, 299, Minty, Morgan, my buddy, Paulina, Peter, Rim, Riley, Rodsters, Roger, Ryan, Snowy Scales, Solomon, Stella, Stephen K, Stephen P, Tony, Trey, Vedaki, and Vertigree. Also, while I have your attention, Extra Life is coming around the corner November 20th. Forgot to mention it when we actually recorded this episode, but November 20th at 1 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash theorangegroves. Come through for 24 hours of a charity stream from the Orange Goves Network. We will be in person, hanging out, playing video games, opening with Sonic 06, and uh, doing a bunch of other fun stuff. Jory and I will be there. There will be a Jory Zone, um, and there will be a lot of fun stuff prepared and a lot of stuff you can win uh, for donating to a good cause. Video Game Keys, the Very Random Encounters book, if you're familiar with that. But yeah, come through. It'll be great. Goodbye. I, well, we're going to finish the episode plugs, but... Uh, uh, what a great list of names that was. We did it. Good people. Love them. Yeah. Yep. We're going to have to reach out to Andrew to get, like, new manga uh, phrases about the rest of the show. Like, just, they're going to start getting actually specific now that they don't have catch-alls for Tressrosa. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, th- thank you again to, to Andrew for shepherding us through Dressrosa with their great feedback and, and their great insight on the manga. 
it's been it's been a wonderful bit I get to throw to at the end of every episode. Uh, but now I'm gonna throw to the other bit that we do every time. Uh, which story? What do you think's gonna happen next time on uh, One Piece? What bit? I'm sorry. I mean, you know, the the part <laughs> of the podcast. Time to reveal that, um, much like Star Wars, One Piece takes place uh, a long, long time ago. Uh, so I yeah. have Yola's uh, Devil Fruit now, so I can see into oh, okay, <laughs> the see. future. Yeah. And I know, because that's what it is, definitely future sight, not like what's going on right now. Well, oh, yeah, because I, I haven't watched it yet, but I could like see the episodes. This is already getting convoluted. <laughs> <laughs> I can see what happens next time without having watched it. <laughs> Just make up a new fruit. <laughs> Don't question me. It's the it's the binge binge fruit. Uh, I can ah. that that could be that could be named better. Uh, or uh, I I know the content before it happens. <laughs> what what's what's gonna happen is uh they're gonna they're gonna have their big celebration. Um, and that's why Fujitora was hoping to be told to take their heads, because he, uh, he misconstrues them as headshots for their updated wanted posters. Uh, um, so he yes. wants, he wants to get nice photos of them looking happy and celebrating, uh, during the, um, the after party that they always have after an arc. Because they gotta throw a giant party in this destroyed rubble ruins of a fucked up island. Um, you think after, that's fucked up about Pika's power, is how, like, when he's, this changes he's made to the structure of a place don't change back there's he can just like shape entire islands and then they're just, they're just stuck like that um he's like he's like a minecraft um he's like a minecraft wow <laughs> yeah but, no there's uh, just like a statue of him left yeah <laughs> in dress rosa now of just his legs <laughs> but a- as that party's going on it's gonna finish up he's got their new headshots because he uh doesn't understand what um Aki Inu wanted, and they're gonna set off to sea, and they're gonna be like, oh shit, where's our boat? And then they're gonna see this weird, like, gigantic candy boat, and there's gonna be this weird, like, the sunny, uh, like, lion thing sticking out of it that looks fucked up, and then, uh, the cliffhanger is gonna be, um, a mouth opening on the boat, cause it, cause the big mom candy boat eats other boats to absorb them into their giant fucked up candy boat. It's kind of wow. like, uh, that's a like cool idea. Pile, like that uh, gum wall where you chew your gum and stick it to the wall and it comes more and more gum. That's what this is like, but with boats. So here's the question. Did a giant mouth eat a boat fruit or did the <laughs> boat eat a giant mouth fruit? A man who's really good at hockey ate the boat boat fruit because he's so good at hockey he can swim. Damn, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's getting crazy here. We're getting yeah. rid of the one weakness that uh, One Piece yeah. characters have. And we're going to see that happen for real next time on the podcast. But until <laughs> next time. <laughs> to, to be, be continued. continued.